But Mike froze. And he's in the good spot. Womp, womp, womp. This is the Drop Podcast, where we talk golfing in the Garden State. I'm Mike Poro, and this is Ryan Coulot. And this episode is presented by the Law Office of Mallon and Tranger. What's going on, everyone? Um, another great week, as always. Uh, again, Mike and I are blown away that you guys continue to follow, like, rate, review. So thank you so much. You can keep following, listen, rating, and subscribing to us on Spotify at The Drop Podcast. Uh, you can also subscribe to our YouTube page. Check out all the content we're putting out there. That's The Drop Golf Podcast. Uh, we're also on Instagram and Twitter. Those handles are at the drop underscore pod. Uh, like, subscribe, follow, and listen along. Yeah, no doubt. I mean, I mean, when you look at some of the numbers to where they were just last week, YouTube's gotten over 100 subscribers already. Instagram is, is sniffing 300. You know, the amount of views that some YouTube shorts have gotten and Instagram reels are, are just out of this world in terms of can't believe it's really happening um so we do appreciate you guys checking in and continue to put out you know the best type of material and content and podcasts that we can so you know i I appreciate it as well all right mike we've had a big week so far um and we also have uh, a special guest on at the end we were able to get to eagle ridge and interview uh the head professional there riley plitz uh, she was absolutely awesome. Um, it was it was great to uh, spend some time with her. We went to uh, the driving range and we were able to set up shop out there. We'll send that to you at the end. Okay. So Eagle Ridge, Mike has uh, a, a affinity with. I know his his uh, him and his father played there a, a whole bunch. His dad has the, a crew of people there, you know, being a member and and. Um, so I, I know that he's played the course a number of times, as have I, but not nearly as many times. So um, they have, if you don't know about Eagle Ridge, they have three nine holes, uh, the Ridge, the Pines, and the Lynx, um, all very distinctly different. Um, the, the Lynx, obviously, wide open. The Pines, very, very wooded, you know, going through the the forest part of it and the ridge uh has you know all of the the views you're again up on the ridge still trees but not necessarily as as piney as uh as the pines are um but really a nice day i mean we got there um able to interview riley uh she was great um i've heard nothing but good things about her i have a, a couple different um connections of people that know her and it was it was really great that to finally put a name to a face um and and have uh, a great a great conversation with her about about a number of things but um and then being able to play with her it, it was i'll tell you every time you play with somebody like that who's who's a pro and and she played with we played the back tees there she played from the back with us she just hits arrows does nothing wrong ever and it's it's amazing when when like you put that consistency together where you know mike you can do it more than i can but but even i can roll a couple pars in a row and it was just fairway green two putt fairway green two putt and so when you play with someone like that that that's that good and that consistent 
it's the consistency that really uh, gets you because you're, you know, pe- people have put it together for a hole, two holes, three holes, but when you're able to do it just for a consistent amount of holes and then you add in like she chipped in on one hole and, and then being able to throw a dart and have it spin and stop and right next to the hole for some tap-ins, it, it really shows how good good golfers are when you're when you're watching it live and 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 by watching it live i mean like playing with the person not you know not actually you know out there watching um so it was a it was a great day course was in phenomenal shape um i think i've mentioned on this podcast that that i have a problem seeing colors purple black navy blue all look the same to me so it's, it's not necessarily i can see colors but but it's like the shades of the colors that I have a tough time seeing. Anyway, even I could see the colors of the trees that were le- that were changing with the leaves and that kind of stuff. So it was it was good to uh, you know the course was was popping. It was it was beautiful. It really was was in great shape. Uh, maybe the best shape I've ever seen it to be to be perfectly honest. Um, and then they've made a ton of changes to. The banquet hall and the the inside area, um, which again did you know just just popped in to go to the bathroom and much different inside. So it was it was really a, really a great day and um, not able to get thirty six in. You know we played the ridge and then we played the pines course um, and it was you know again just a, just a, another great day uh, that that we're having here. Yeah, I mean I. You know, listen, first off, you know, shout out to all those guys at Eagle Ridge. Um, huge supporters. They listen. They follow. Um, always sending me a couple of texts and emails, you know, saying they love what's going on. So, um, Thank you, fellas. Yeah, hopefully they catch this one too. But, you know, listen, I, I, I've been fortunate. You know, Dad's been pretty successful over at Eagle Ridge. You know, won the club championship there multiple times. So, you know, we get out there often and – for someone who plays there, not nearly as much as those guys, you know, my dad's group, but I get out there. I thought the course was unbelievable. You know, I don't know how many times I felt like I said that to Riley specifically, like the colors on the trees, the lush green, you know, fairways, the rough was perfect length. It wasn't spotty. It wasn't like, you know, just, it was just perfect. I can't lie. I left there and I said, wow, like, I had to call my dad and say, listen, that place right now is in beautiful, beautiful shape. And, you know, they they do a very good job for what the resources they have over there. Um, you know, and, and I, 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 you know, I listen, I, I can't say enough great things about when I left, I was blown away. Um, and then when you play with Riley, that was the first time I ever got to play with her. And I had no idea what to expect. And listen, she was all about jumping on the black tees with us. And, you know, there was no misses. Like, you and I are spraying the ball. I topped the ball off the first tee, you know, hit some bad shots here, you know. But she gets up there just darts one after another. If she misses it, it's it's two, three yards, I'm sure, off her intended line. We're like, we miss it, but we're lucky we find the ball. Um, so just watching her yeah, hit the ball, uh, you know, you, you see you – see, you see why that she's so successful on the NJ PGA in terms of winning back-to-back t- women's tournaments and, and being so successful because I felt like that when she missed a shot, 
she missed it by three, four yards. It was nothing that, like, when we miss it, like I did on the first hole where you just cold hard top it off the tee. Like, she jumped to the back tees with us, no questions asked. So, listen, it was just an, it was an honor being out there. And then on top of playing with her, getting to talk to her for about an hour beforehand, um, her inviting us out there to see the facility, like, her whole staff was beyond nice in terms of getting us a golf cart, letting us ride around, letting us film some content while we're out there. So, you know, I, I, I just can't stress enough. Like she's a great person. She's at a great facility. You're in the area. You may not know of that spot or you never may have heard of that spot, but I'm telling you what, they got 27 holes out there and boy, oh boy, like from the back tees, you better you better bring your A game um, because it it is definitely a challenge from back there. Yeah, yeah, you you really do. And and like I said, we didn't get to play all twenty seven, but I know that we've both played all twenty seven. And Pines and and the Ridge were in as good a shape as I'd ever seen them. And my favorite is the Lynx, so I, I can I can tell you that I'm sure it was in great shape as well. All right, Rye. So you know, obviously, when we talked about Stanton Ridge, you know, we talked about you know, the different nine holes and, and some of the holes that may have stood out to you. You know, I guess I'll start by asking you this question first because, you know, I'm a little more familiar with the golf course. Like, what holes or what nine did you like from what we played? Um, or even on the link side that we clearly we didn't get a chance to get out to, but you've played it before. What, what stood out to you? So I think my... So I don't want to I don't want to say any of the links holes because it's I haven't played it this summer I haven't been down there, um, and since we didn't play them I I I can't uh, you know I can't grade what I can't see right so I I think my favorite holes there that par three is it the third hole one goes out yeah down two the hill goes down the hill that's yeah. a a enormous looking par three. There's like that ravine between that and the next hole that makes it look more. Yeah. That's a, an environmentally protected area. Yeah. And it's, uh, and then there's that huge bunker. It, it seems cavernous. Like you have all this room. It's a nice par three and those bunkers are deep. The one in front is really, I mean, you got a lip of like, five six seven feet to get up there mm-hmm. to get up and over so that one's really good i do also really like uh not the next hole so that's three four five the par five mm-hmm. uh i really like that hole as well i'm not sure exactly why uh the green is is tough it's a two-tier green um you're kind of, you're kind of, you know what? I, I think, I think it's, I like the idea of kind of teeing off out of the chute there. Yeah, it's fun. You kind of have, yeah. I, I don't, even though you can't see it, but if you were, if you were watching it, it might be, it might be cool. I, that, I, I like that hole and always have it, it even though I played it really awfully uh, the other day. I, I, I don't, uh, I, I just, I like that hole. Yeah, I mean, those are those are two good holes right there on the front. I, you know, was there anything on the on the pine side that um, that stood out to you? The par three, again, I, I don't know what it is about the par threes. The 
the the par three um, one must be the second hole. Yep, yep, yep. I had never played it from where the tee boxes were, so you have to go like up on top there. That was really cool to see. Just a just a beautiful hole, which was really awesome. The two other holes that I really liked the the par five with that six so fifteen. So I guess it's not yeah. the, it's not yeah. the six hole anymore. That par five again. That's again teeing off from like up on top of the ridge, then and then down. That's always a nice hole. But but to me, the finishing hole, the 18th there, is tremendous. It's a beautiful looking hole. Again, I, we talk about it a lot. I like how you could sit uh, if the if the bar restaurant was open, you could sit there or have people there and watch. And I liked. I think that's cool. I liked that, uh, you know, it's, it's a challenge. You, gotta, uh, you can either kind of lay up or lay off on your drive a little bit uh, and then have a longer tee shot in and you'd lay off your drive because it's a, it's a narrower landing zone because that bunker kind of comes into play. And then you got trees on the right, trees and like just brush, I guess it would be. There's nothing... Mm-hmm. Not that there's not a bunker over there. There's no water over there. So I guess it would just be like the, like a wasteland. Mm-hmm. And, you know, have an easier, you know, a shorter shot onto the green. So that, that's a great, a great hole, um, which I really enjoyed. Yeah, I, I think, you know, when I think about that place, I, I think for me, there's, there's one hole on all three nines that I think is like the nicest, the hardest, the most challenging, like uh, there's no doubt when I think about the original front nine or the ridge, like number five, the par five is just so good. Um, mm-hmm. Like you said, you're teeing off out of a shoot, um, par five, dog leg left. Can't really get there in two unless you really hit a really good drive from the back tees or you get a good bounce. So for the most part, you know, you're, it's a layup. Uh, you can try to rip a three wood and get as close as you can. But then you got a nice two-tier green with a little water on the left with a bunker that kind of protects you before you enter the water. So I think five is definitely the nicest and best hole on the ridge. When I think about the pines, there's just something about that third hole on the pines. It's a tough tee shot. Again, you got trees hanging on the right side. you got the bunker perfectly placed on the left. So you got to like kind of hit it before the bunker, or be aggressive and try to take it past it. But if you miss it in any which direction, you got the pine trees on the left, you got the woods area on the right, you know, but then, yeah, super tight. And then if you hit a good drive, you feel good, but then you're going into a, you know, a green that's got water all on the right-hand side. You got bunkers in the back part of it. You got a grass bunker on the front left part of it. You got a very challenging, hard to read green. So to me, I always look at like number three on the pines is, as definitely the hardest hole there and always for whatever reason just gives me fits on. And then, you know, I know we didn't play it, but when you think about the Lynx course, that to me is their best nine that they have out there. And it's so challenging from the back tees. It's so long from the back tees. And, and really, like you said earlier, like it makes you hit every club in your bag like if you're not hitting it well you know it's just hard and I think the one hole that stands out the most to me on that side is is the ninth hole there 
That last hole, it's got to play 450 from the back tees. The second shot is over, you know, a, a penalty area slash environmentally protected area. Mm-hmm. So you got to hit a solid second shot, and your second shot's easily going to be, you know, 200, 215. Even if you hit a good one, you know, you still got a long way to go because you're not getting much roll on a drive there. And then you're, 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 you got, you got a tough, tough green that's again surrounded. You got a bunker on the left. You got a huge tree that kind of overhangs on the right. So again, those are the three holes to me that are like unique. They're aesthetically pleasing. They're challenging, but then they're also fun. So, you know, listen, all in all, I thought that place was probably in the best shape I've ever seen it. And I, and I, I don't say that lightly because I've been over there a lot and I've played it a lot, but just seeing the colors and and seeing the grass, the fairways were well kept, the greens were rolling. Like, uh, listen, I I I left there and I couldn't say a single bad thing about it. I really couldn't. Yeah, uh, again, I completely agree with you. And you would know better than I would because you played it so many times. And I I feel like again I. I'm trying to picture the holes on the links because, like you said, the, the ninth is a great finishing hole. That one I can picture. And I can picture the hole that I, that I do like as well, but I don't know what hole it is where there's the... You're hitting up to the fairway. It's like a blind tee shot up onto the fairway with like the, like the cliff on the left-hand side. I, I don't know the hole number. Uh, on the back, because again, I don't know it that well. But when I'm there, I can I know exactly. You know, I don't know the order that they're in. But anyway, I love that hole as well. Yeah. So um, I mean, to kind of recap it, I yeah. I thought, you know, we got we were fortunate to play two good spots. You know, I had a great interview and talk with Riley. It was it was a pleasure playing nine holes with her there. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, that, that's what you look for. I guess like in life, you're just looking to have like good do good stuff like have have better days than the day before right like keep keep the negative days low keep the negative things low just keep turning over some good good days good things and it it really was we had we had a couple good days this week that were really really good agreed all right mike so before we make the turn and send you to the riley plitz interview let's pop into the halfway house tom allen randy tranger Two board-certified trial attorneys who share more than 40 years of legal experience? Can't beat that. They specialize in personal injury matters, workers' compensation cases, and criminal and municipal defense. As certified trial attorneys, they have recovered millions of dollars on behalf of people injured in accidents and employees injured at work. They have offices conveniently located in Freehold and Point Pleasant. For skilled and personalized legal representation, Call Mound and Tranger at 732-780-0230 or check out their website at tmallonlaw.com. Not only are they good people, they're good golfers too. So here we go. I want to welcome everybody here. We have a unique opportunity to be at Eagle Ridge Golf Club interviewing the head pro, Riley Plitz. And before we get started, I'm going to give you guys some background of Riley. Not sure if you know, but she originally is from Canada. She played her collegiate golf at Monmouth University, where she was an absolute stud. One of only a handful in the NEC history to finish top 10 
at the NEC Championships and each of her four years at Monmouth. And then also in 2007, Riley finished second at the NEC Championships. In 2008, she was hired as an assistant golf professional here at Eagle Ridge. In 2012, she was elevated to director of instruction. And then 2017 was promoted to head golf professional where she stands now. She recently won the women's 95th NJ PGA Championship at Manuscon River, making that back-to-back -back victories in that event. And then finally, she was uh, recognized as the 2022 Public Merchandiser of the Year and Junior Player Development Award recipient from the NJ PGA, while also being recognized in 2021 as the Player Development Award winner. So listen, I want to thank Riley. I want to thank you for having us here today at Eagle Ridge. This is a uh, rare thing for us to actually not only get someone like you here on our show, but also get to the golf course itself. So uh, I want to thank you yeah. a little bit. Absolutely. Thank you. Yeah. So, I mean, to get us started here, obviously I went through a huge list of accolades there, and, and I know it's kind of like a humble brag in a sense. Um, but why don't you tell us a little bit about yourself as well? Yeah, so uh, growing up in Canada, um, played golf in the summer, played ice hockey in the winter. Um, so yeah, it was kind of either or, didn't really get an option. I have an older brother, so playing hockey, my dad coached, um, mom was the cheerleader. Um, so yeah, it was uh, really up until maybe 15, 16 year old that I realized I could maybe do something with one of them and I just kind of went the golf route. and. I had a pretty successful junior career up there, made some teams, did some traveling, and then, yeah, just kind of got some recruited, uh, made a trip out here, and really haven't looked back. Um, came out here in uh, 2004, um, yeah, played four years at Monmouth, and it was it was great, it was awesome. Had um, awesome teammates, and excited to get to, uh, we played Hollywood, we played, we played here, um, we played up at Sun Eagles, so just to kind of have that experience, and some traveling um, and then again just never left we got hooked up here with um, so my coach at the time Sherry McDonald was the director of instruction here so um, I was always here <laughs> not really able to go home much so I was here on weekends and practicing and just kind of got connected with um, some of the staff here and Kevin Byrne was great um, so that they kind of eventually just brought me on um, once I graduated and again haven't looked back and it's been it's been quite the run so awesome yeah that's super cool. Yeah, no this doubt. is a tough, I mean, I, we say it all the time, and, and like, one of the things that me and my friends talk about is that, like, like this is a vacation spot. Like, if you go to some places around here, like, like even in Point, or like, you talk about, like, if you're from Kansas, and you go, like, oh, I went to this place, like, Jenks and Point Pleasant, like, you're telling people about that, and that's, like, something that we take for granted. Like, Seabright, the same thing, Highlands, the same thing. It's an awesome area, this, like... Monmouth Ocean County shore bubble. So yeah, like going to school at Monmouth is like is a fantasy camp for, for yeah. most people, but yeah. like we take it for granted that sure. it's ten minutes from where Yeah, and that's kinda I mean I never I did a little traveling kind of like Montana, <laughs> Washington, <laughs> and that was it. But to be East Coast it was a very different experience to see the water and see the ocean. I mean I'm from mountain, so yeah. it's um yeah, it's very it's very unique and yeah, to live somewhere where people vacation is pretty yeah, for sure. <laughs> yeah. Where where in Canada are, uh, so, are you from? So, um, originally was born in Winnipeg. Um, my dad was a police officer, so we got transferred every four or five years. So I've been kind of in a couple different provinces, but we eventually moved out 
west. Um, so I'm about an hour north of Calgary, which my dad still lives. Um, so yeah, kind of right above Montana, Idaho. Gotcha. Okay. Quite a few hours north. All right. So you, um, the the ratio between people and elk or moose is that one to one up there? Yeah, it could be very that... close. Okay. <laughs> very close. The uh, the funny thing, which I always tell my husband too, is uh. Yeah, you want to swerve for a moose, but you can hit a deer. Okay. Right? <laughs> That's what my dad always said. That's a good one. Um, so, kind of getting into your background, I, I know obviously player development is a huge thing for you, and I, and I know from talking to other professionals and even high school golfers and, and college golfers, you know they, they come to you and, and how you've transformed, you know, your academy here is is unbelievable. And I think it's it's one of the things that I know that people talk very highly of um they respect the work that you put in um so why don't you tell us a little bit about that area yeah i think just i mean again having kind of sherry look up to and she did a lot of work here and to kind of follow in her footsteps and then kevin Byrne was just amazing at what he kind of did and he was a coach at occ as well as um <coughs> kind of being the head golf professional here so it just kind of not that it fell into my lap but it it was easy um and I like it. <laughs> so I think you obviously have to like it. Um, and the kids part of it too, I mean, it's it's a no-brainer. It's, it's, I don't have kids, so these are my kids here. And it's um, it's a lot of fun, like I said, to come to work every day. And every day's different, but um, yeah, to be able to kind of, I don't know, just react to players for the first time or to kids that never picked up a golf club. Um, yeah, it's just something that I think I strive to really maybe put Eagle Ridge Golf Academy kind of somewhere. Um, and I think we've done a pretty good job of that. Um, and we have something for everyone here, which is nice. So like I said, you get that brand new six, seven year old golfer or someone that's played for 30 years, like we can handle that all. Yeah. So it's, um, yeah, it's been, it's been awesome. Um, I think it'll, it'll it'll be part of me wherever I go. So wherever that is. Sure. And I'm sure seeing them grow, like you've been here long enough, you've been you've been teaching that long enough that you've probably had a few of the six, seven year olds that are now freshmen in college. Right. Okay. So like you, you've kind <laughs> yes. of you've kind of seen them grow up, and, and um, yeah. You know, Mike and I both both coach, so like we run basketball camps, and like we've had kids from fifth grade that are now seniors in college and some of my you know, ex-players are now like out and seeing them in that same way is really cool to see that go all the way through and, and move from like like you were working with them as like little kids to now they're peers and even friends. Yes, that's most definitely that's exactly, I have one kid especially God, my second year, so he might have been six years old um, and he just started um, just into New York Dominican College as a freshman so it's crazy, right, to have a six-year-old and to know them almost their entire life. Like, it's it's weird. It's fun. It's, um, yeah, like I said, when I, it was almost like me sending my kid off. Right, home. I was going like, to say mom and Jeannie's or like an aunt or like, yeah, it's yeah. definitely for sure. Yeah, it's so, but yeah, now they're more, right, more friends and a lot of them work here now. So um, they've kind of started the programs and like I said, now they're kind of, once my assistant, I've been, you know, him for so what are the programs in terms of like if, if compared to like a, a, a beginner golfer to say, you know, that high school golfer that's getting competitive that wants to go play in college, like what are some of the things that you do to differentiate the type of, of work that you've done? Yeah, so I mean, as far as the, we have a ton of stuff for beginners, especially kids. I mean, we've done our own junior camps in the summertime. Um, and then 
a new kind of thing the last 10 years is the PGA Junior League. It's like the little league for golf. So that's been fantastic. And junior kids, the kids that are more beginners or that have that want to play like in these tournaments in the summertime. So they can all play this, which is really fun to see. Um, but yeah, then we'll specify just in like high school strictly. So right now we run like a fall high school league. So some of these kids, they're not going to have the time especially in the winter time when the weather kind of gets not very nice so let's actually play so now we're like i said kind of giving them a chance every sunday we spend four hours with them going to the golf course so i think that's the thing too is for these kids is to get them out there um they can learn so much at the range and hit golf balls and take lessons but go play like that's where a lot of our classes and clinics like they'll incorporate um golf course time i think that's so important yeah, for, for sure yeah that's definitely something where like the practice is always good. Like you need to, you need to spend time on the range working on stuff, and, and you know what they, they say, you know, hitting, you know, doing something two thousand times or whatever the, the number is. That nobody's gonna fall in love with that though. Nobody's gonna fall in right. love with golf by by hammering out range balls, like getting them on the on the yeah. golf course, getting them on the baseball field, basketball court. The, those like playing your sport is how you fall in love with it. Right. Yeah, and just keeping it fun because you want them. There's so gosh I mean they're so vulnerable too at that age that yeah you want them coming back so it does not that it it does matter that we're teaching them but I think fun and them smiling and wanting to come back is just so important yeah. so we try and do that here and everything yeah, yeah there's no doubt awesome. I think yeah. I think fun is the key mm -hmm. especially at a young age like I got two little girls and, and now it's been like if I go they want to come to at least ride the golf course and just be with dad and do that type of thing. And if they want to get out and hit a few shots, it's like a home run for me. So I think the idea of fun is, is a huge point of emphasis in terms of finding ways to do that. Um, I guess like leading into, you know, becoming a head golf professional, it's a male-dominated field. And it is so hard for young girls or even women in, in college to say, like, I want to get in the field, but how can I break through? And, and I think... You know, I, I know you got yourself, you have Kathy over at Manuswan River, um, but I don't know many others in the field. Like, what advice or what would you say to a young girl that's like, I love the game, I love to teach, but in such a male-dominated field, like, how can I find a way to break through? Or how did you break through? Yeah, I think, I mean, especially here, too, um, and having Sherry, but is we do a lot of women clinics as well. Um, not that male instructors are terrible or bad for female players, but I think, especially beginner ladies, like, they want to take lessons from a female. So, whether that, I mean, that's definitely, so that's kind of where I started, and I think that's where I kind of grew into a little bit. Um, it's just, yeah, I, if you love it, just do whatever you can, because um, that's what, like, I love this game, and like I said, I love this place, and I love this job, so it's fun. Um, it's hard work, it's a lot of hours, sure. Um, but yeah, I think it's just, if it's something that you love to do, just just go and do it. Yeah, um, yeah there, there's a handful of, of females in the section. Um, I would say more instructor-based, um, which is fine. And I think that's, like I said, where you see that, because yeah, like, ladies want to play, right? they don't want to stay home. They're gonna send their kids, or kids grow up, like they want to get out there, whether it's with friends or with husbands, spouses, whatever it is. Um, so yeah, I think it's just to kind of just stick with it. Like I said, it'll pay off in the long run. It really has. Are you the only head golf professional? I believe I'm one of two in the 
Kathy's date. So I know I know Kathy assists Chris over in that corner, but I didn't I didn't know if like, you were that. Yeah, so I believe Lisa Jensen up at Rutgers. Um, she's still up there. She's the head golf professional. So yeah. Rutgers, like the, the like golf. the golf course yeah. at the. Mm -hmm. We were just talking about that the other day. So <laughs> I got up there. Yeah, I, I've always kind of wanted to get up there for good things, and like it's kind of like. Um, maybe you know better. I've heard that it's like this, like the golf course management program at Rutgers. It's like their senior seminar, like so they take care of it for like their spring semester. I have heard a little bit of that. Yeah, I'm not too familiar, but so I, that I, I had heard that, and I was like, that's the coolest thing. Like I like that. I like let me go, and you really can like the first when I went and played the first three holes were really well kept. <laughs> And then you could tell that, like, they took, uh, like, that that kid's getting an A in, in college right now. And then you could tell, like, other ones were just, like, where details in other holes were missing in some holes. And, like, if you're not looking, if you're not looking for it or you don't know it, maybe you don't notice it. But, like, it was, yeah, it was it was really pretty. Well, I kept thinking about it through the round. Be like, okay, just kids like a B, yeah, just kids get an A. Like, it was just kind of... Like you know, as a teacher, and then as someone who's like, I was, I was great. But that that place is really cool. I, it was, it's not world beaten. It's you know, it's, it was it's like I think it tipped course. out at like sixty one hundred, and it was just like, it was. If you're in New Jersey, you got to go play the course. Yeah. Like it's not, it, it's not like super. You know, it's not like taking a trip to like Valley Owen or like out to out to Beth Page or anything like sure. that. But it's like. It's a, it was a, it was a really nice day of golf. It yeah. really was. I think yeah, it's yeah. on the list of well, it should be on the list of most people. We played sure. a lot there in college, but yeah. yeah. So why don't you tell us a little bit about this place? You mm -hmm. know, obviously I know that it's 27 holes, and when it originated, it was only 18, and then you know they built the, the nine-hole course um, or an additional nine, I should say, on on the length side, which I think personally is the best nine out here. I think it's the most challenging nine. I think for the back tees, it, it is like you got to have your A game there. Um, so why don't you tell us a little bit about the facility here? Yeah, I mean, we're a very busy semi-private um, golf course. So yeah, 27 holes. Um, do a handful of outings of member events. Um, we have, don't quote me, but we're probably at 130 members. And we do like a, a public kind of discounted card as well. So we kind of count them as almost like half members. But um, it's busy. Uh, I think last year we are roughly around like 45,000 rounds. So it's a busy place. Um, like I said, the academy, it's busy there as well. Um, but yeah, it's, I mean, the condition, I would say, gosh, the last couple of years, it's just, it's grown and it's just, it's such a fun place. It really is. The golf course itself, um, we're just so lucky. I think we still get people here that are like, oh, I had no idea you're here. I'm like, gosh, we were here in 99. People still don't know that. <laughs> like, <laughs> I wasn't around then down here, but it's like, man, yeah, it's such a little hidden gem. And I know yeah, maybe we get a bad rap of where we are, but um, it's, uh, yeah, like I said, we're just lucky. Yeah. We're definitely lucky. So. And, and correct me if I'm wrong, but Pat McMahon is a superintendent. He is, and, yeah. and I think, you know, I don't know how long he's been doing that for. I don't know in the business, but I think he's been here, gosh, seven years, yeah, I want to say. What, what he's done and what he does is, is a really, really good job. Like, yeah. You can tell, like, like to Ryan's point about Rutgers, you can see when people put the time and effort in because when you come and you're not someone who's here all the time and you see the little nuances that Ryan was saying, like, that, that carries a lot of weight. And you can see that Patton's crew, like, they work. Yeah. And he does a phenomenal job. Yeah. Because obviously most places are just 18 holes. And not only has additional nine, he's got a range. He's got he's got a lot of 
things underneath. Yeah, this definitely. Thing. Yeah, like I said, I mean, our range is busy as well. We're a little short game area, practice green. Um, yeah, so they're they're always out here and they do such a good job for who they have. I mean, I mean, like everywhere now in this time in the golf business of can't hire enough people and uh, people just don't want to get in there or it's too much hours or whatever it is. But yeah, he's been he's been a rock star here and we're so grateful for yeah, it. I'd even counter with that, like not counter, but add to that that before he came in, it, like I, I remember playing it a, a few times decade ago maybe mm -hmm. and being like all right not really worth my time like it's you know 40 minutes to get down here yeah. for me and since he's been here it, this has been like a place where i've been like i gotta get down there this summer like it's a good it, it kind of is uh like you said it's kind of in the middle of, of not a lot yeah. of other golf courses it doesn't have a lot of competition but it is kind of in the middle of um nowhere but you know right. you got to kind of get you know but it, it's He's done a phenomenal job of like bringing it back to be like, yeah, I'm good. I don't need to go down there to be like 27 holes and having that the facility and everything. It, it, I don't know him at all, but he's done a great job. Thank of, you. Like, yeah. Putting the course to yeah. like I, a, mm -hmm. a must come to. Definitely. Yeah, I hope so because, like I said, I mean, we want people to to really experience this place, and I don't think many people have. Um, so yeah, to kind of reach people that are maybe from the north or wherever, and we're so yeah, so centralized, like. An hour. I mean, I feel like for us, an hour. Like we got to drive an hour to get somewhere, yeah, right? Yeah, so yeah. you get the New York, you get the Philly. We have, we're kind of right there, and people come to the shore. So it's yeah, it's kind of added to everyone's list. So. I think one of the things that you guys also, and, and you know, credit to you and your crew is, is the social media aspect of things that you guys have really kind of jumped into. And I know some places are a little hesitant to do it because you know, even Ryan and I are learning. It's a lot of work. It's like a twenty-four-seven job work. You got to post something. You got to put a picture out. You got to put a comment out, a story, whatever the case is. But I feel like you guys, in the last, let's say, eighteen months or so, really kind of went both feet in on that. And and I think your presence on social media has got to have helped in terms of really getting the name out there, promoting the brand even more. Yeah, definitely. I mean, our GM Alan Depew, he's been great. Um, he's got his own podcast, so it's. Um, I think he realizes how important everything kind of is for that. And yeah, if we want to get our name on, we want people to to know that we're here, um, you know that we're still here, uh, yeah, we're going to have to kind of push that out there, so, yeah, it's just become just part of our daily kind of activity of what we're going to do, so if we're out doing a junior camp or whatever, or on the golf course, like, it's, yeah, it's nice to, to showcase that online. So. Yeah, I mean, yes, yeah, the pictures I see all the time, that whoever runs that Instagram account does a phenomenal yeah. job, because I look at it like, <laughs> Be nice to just get out there and play right now. Because <laughs> I see it, I, I like it. I'm like, ah, it's a nice drive right there in 10. You know? yeah. So I, I think, you know, having family here and, and knowing a lot of the, the members here as well, like, it wasn't like that years ago. It really, really wasn't. And now you see that that's kind of the world we live in. And you guys and Alan have done a really good job diving into that. So, um, the next thing I saw that you know you just recently did was you played in the. Um, I want to make sure I get this name correct. The Folds of Honor. Mm, yes. Why don't you tell us a little bit? I mean, 108 holes I saw. That's right. In, in one day is yes. like no joke. <laughs> it was uh, yeah no almost eight hours. We did seven hours and 55 minutes on this past Monday. Um, so yeah, the Folds of Honor was started by. Um, I don't know the exact military rank, so uh, I do apologize to get this wrong. Um, Lieutenant Colonel Dan Rooney, he's a PGA member, um, obviously in the military as well. So he started this years ago um, to basically help out 
uh, fallen soldiers, their families, people that come back, and their kids, and give them scholarships. So it's just a no-brainer. Um, we did it last year, but this year was just it was the amount of response that we got from people and donations, and um, we had four four including myself professionals. So what we do um, is basically two alternate shots. Um, ends up being 108 holes because we're partners for 36 holes. We kind of switch every 36. Um, we actually played pretty well, which is crazy. <laughs> we have a, a ton uh, of birdies. Yeah, like a quarter of the hole. I saw that. Yeah, so wow. it wasn't like we're just slapping around. So no, so now we're thinking. I think that's the way. So uh, K Mac, our buddy, he's up at Colonia, and then Kathy was here, and then my husband Joe Murphy, who's a PGA professional as well. Um, yes, we all participated, but yeah, I think Kevin was kind of like, man, I think I should play like this more often. <laughs> like, what is happening? He was throwing darts, and it was like, all right, I guess. Now I got now I got to make the putt. This ten footer just kind of walking up and trying to hit. But yeah, we were close to raising almost twelve thousand dollars just at this event. We raised almost seventy five hundred dollars on Memorial Day weekend. So almost twenty thousand dollars. That'll give them four scholarships. Um, and it's just something that just last night. I mean, Joe and I are talking. What can we do to make this bigger, better, grander? Um, so we're excited um, for what's going to be kind of next year. Um, like I said, it's a it's an amazing foundation. Um, and something like I said, most PGA professionals will kind of take part in. So, is it a once a year thing that that happens, or is it a multiple time, like a multiple event? Yeah. So the the Memorial Day weekend is Patriot Golf Day, and that's kind of in conjunction with Folds of Honor. So this year is what they did. Um, that weekend was 100% proceeds are going to stay in your state. Um, so that's kind of where it really I think hit home to a lot of people here. We just did a closest to the pin contest. We did some donations, and yeah, to get that much money um, on four days. Obviously, we had perfect weather, but it's um, yeah. And then the whole hundred holes. I think they do it. It's right around kind of Veterans Day, so it's October twenty fifth to the eleventh of November um, that they kind of encourage everyone um, to participate in something okay. like this. So you've got to pick your day, your course, where it's a little slower. Definitely. And, and yeah, and and having twenty seven holes here is perfect. Like I said, I think we're already thinking like more pros like how we can kind of make this into more of an event to just sure. raise as much money as we can so yeah you definitely have the space here yeah yeah, yeah. 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 It's so, awesome. so um I, I know you had know jeff carswell and, and i know he did it a couple years yes. ago at cold snack mm -hmm. and him and the the kid that he did it with they played holes one and two there you know they're on the other yeah. side oh geez. so they went one and two and played it before anyone teed off so i think they teed off at like yeah. Seven o'clock or something like that. Mm -hmm. Everyone else was teeing off at eight, right. so they were able to play one and two like twenty-five oh, times geez. before they <laughs> no. even. And then, and then they no. went over to the then like because because they're only dealing with eighteen, so they got to get right. You know, you know, they can't like block off yeah. on the hole. And then they went and played, and then just were jumping through everybody. But uh, yeah, it was it was wild to watch because they were just like, down, back, <laughs> down, back, down, back, yeah. down, back. Yeah. 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 Now, did you? play all nine did you go from one nine to the next nine? how do you make so that all we work we didn't so we stuck to the ridge nine so one through nine here one of our original 18s um yeah we started about 8 30 we had gosh five or six volunteers my staff which are all the other kind of ex-military ex-police um it's like a common team here, so <laughs> we're pretty safe here yeah. but um yeah so we just kind of went um they're great they get yardages they kind of spot golf balls for us so we're able to just someone hits when they're teeing off, someone's like driving right to the fairway, and there's golf balls kind of. We have to be a little safe, but yeah, it's just once that ball lands, you're hitting. 
person from the tee box just going to the to the green. So yeah, we were our fastest nine was thirty minutes. Yeah. Goal in hole. Oh yeah! Wow. Yeah, there's really no pickups. Are you in the same <laughs> golf cart? Or you have no, your own separate. golf cart. So there's so like ten cars. Like you're teeing off. Yeah. Your partners in the fairway, yep. ready, ready to hit, and then you're going straight yes. to the green. It's awesome. Wow. It's so much wow. fun. I think that's where like Kathy. I think it might have took because Joe and I did it last year with my two assistants, but Kathy and Kevin this year. I think it took them a few holes to kind of get the gist and how are we doing this. But once it was, yeah, we were just moving. So it's um, yeah, it's a lot of fun. Obviously, we slow down a little bit at the end, but. To finish within, yeah, we're done at 4:30 and at home at five, and we're perfect. Did <laughs> you lose day. a golf ball? I think we lost three. Okay. We lost three. One we couldn't find, leaf rule, and I think we put two in the water, <laughs> so it wasn't too bad. <laughs> that's, that's impressive. When yeah. I saw the numbers, and I was like, oh my god, that's not only a lot of holes. But the duration at 30 minutes, I saw that, and yeah. then the birdies made. I was like, "Wow!" So we're not just like slapping it around; like we're playing right. golf. Yeah, oh, yeah. yeah, that was that was super yeah. impressive. Yeah, yeah. Um, I say this: so I'm involved in the Tunnels of Tower and their um, the the golf outing that they do at Eagle Oaks, yeah. and the idea is that they build houses for um, catastrophically wounded service people. If there's anything we can do next year, certainly yeah. let us know. Like, yeah. I'd love to get involved in that because awesome. that's a, that's an Incredible, like feat to play that many, but like if, even if it's just like can like can we post something or do yeah. something? Certainly, let us know when that time comes. Thank you. That would yeah, be an incredible thing. No, for sure. <laughs> <laughs> you, need, you need us to spot or something. Yeah, we can help out with that. Yeah, we're definitely not making any um, And I guess you know, like kind of moving on. Obviously, you know, like you yourself is a you know you are a very good player, and and you can you know, get that ball around clearly by, you know, the, the folds of honor, you know, like what would you tell an aspiring high school golfer, you know, male or female that is competitive, but they're looking to take it to the next level. Like what are some things or some areas of, of weakness that, or drills even that you would say like, Hey, listen, I think this is where most kids don't spend enough time. They need to spend more time. And um, talk a little bit about that. Yeah. Um, I think, so growing up with an older brother who's I've still yet to beat him um, he's a very good player he played professionally for a couple years so um, having that kind of partner to try and beat to want to beat we're very competitive and I think I don't know if kids now unfortunately like, don't really have that whether it's someone else or just that competitive drive a little bit but I think it's even if you're by yourself like <laughs> and I stress this to all my kids here and they they roll their eyes at me but like short game short game short game short game kids don't spend enough time in it they always want to go to the range hit as far as they can i don't and i will tell these kids and they know that if they said to me oh right like i hit it x yardage okay well what'd we make right what'd we do from there because it's always well like i par i vote well we, we shouldn't so <laughs> if we're hitting it that far okay let's let's get some work on some short game because that's how we're gonna like i said make those birdies um get better that's where that next level is um and gosh i mean growing like i said my brother is no one unfortunately really doesn't impress me because of how good he is um and what what he can do to the golf ball so it's kind of and seeing that like he can god he can get up and down from everywhere and it's just like i said trying to get these kids to kind of get to that point like i said i want them to be creative and have fun with it um but yeah i think it's the it's almost like they get sit down themselves if they like miss a green or whatever and they don't hit in the fairway well have some fun like let's learn to play some different shots as well because not everything's gonna be perfect mm -hmm. that's yeah. for sure i mean 
yeah, there's rounds that you can, you're not going to hit any fairways, but if you get some greens and make some putts, you're going to score. Yeah. And that's where I hopefully can kind of get these kids to understand that, yeah, anything within that 100 yards, like, let's be pretty proficient at. Yeah. So. I, I say it all the time. Uh, I, I enjoy that I get to see a lot of the golf course. Uh, as I go in all different places, Mike's just fairway green, one or two putt. Like, yeah, that, nobody wants it. You didn't see any nature, right? You to go, it's fall time. You get to see the leaves change. Go, go try to find. Yes, the one time out. I don't know, you know, like how many golf balls are. You know, how to, we're taking one golf ball. Like, all we need is one golf ball. Like, this golf ball, and we're gonna end the round this golf ball. No, because I'm still at a point. Like, I, I play a lot of golf, but I'm. I'm a 12 handicap, so like I'm not bad. I can I can string some together, like, but but then I can also go like I can go par 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 bogey par par, and then triple double triple <laughs> is is certainly like I know that it's I know that it's there. So like if I I'm at the point in my golf game, if I finish with a golf, like if I played one golf ball, it was a good round. That was a I played. It doesn't matter what the score is. That was a positive round. Uh, and speaking to your brother too, then I just see that he qualified for the. USGA Mid-Am? Yeah, yeah, I saw yeah. that. That was a big accomplishment. That was, yeah. Aaron Hills, and oh, I'm not too sure it was on the course out there. But yeah, he lost in the round of 32. So to be able to get through show play and then yeah, get into no match doubt. play. Yeah. Um, so yeah, he did kind of a different fun fact. But the guy that he beat first round just recently won the Crump Cup. Oh, wow. So yeah, some, <laughs> that's a pretty good kind yeah. of... The Crump Cup is played at Pine Valley, right? I, I did just see that because yeah. that's where like a lot of the yeah. big time amateurs. Sure. Is it a mid-end tournament or I all different amateurs? I think so. Yeah. Uh, yeah, because there's a lot of there were a lot of big names yeah. out there when yeah. I saw that. Yeah. Um, so yeah, he had a great time out there, and like I said, it was a uh, it was fun him? watching that. I so I have, but it's not from the same tee, so it doesn't count to him. Well, that's, I mean, it counts yeah. because I mean, in my world, yeah, I, I would even count my world too. I mean, like, yeah, he's playing the backs, and I'm playing my tee box, yeah. you know. But, and I guess someone for you, like, what is your tee box? Are you going all the way up to what are quote quote mm -hmm. the ladies? Sure. Are you playing the blues, the whites? Like, for example, here, like, if we were to go to play, what mm -hmm. tee box are you? Playing? Here, I would play blues. Okay. Um, yeah, so I think it's more just yardage. yardage. Um, so what's like, comfortable? For comfortable you? is like anywhere between. Six and sixty-two. Gotcha. Like once it kind of goes past that, it's a little stretch. But um, our events, uh, our events that I play in the section, they'll do. I think it's eighty or eighty-five percent of what the guys do. So it's gotcha. a little bit shorter if it's fifty-five, fifty-six, which would be close to like our white tees. So, um, but yeah, I think just kind of being used to blue tees and it's a good mix here. Like I said, you can kind of use every club in a bag as well. So, you know, we always have a couple questions to wrap it up, and I let Brian ask the last one. But like. For New Jersey golfers that are like looking to play, and obviously this is you know a place that we would obviously recommend to people. But if you take your bias away from here, mm. you know what are some spots that you would recommend? Maybe that are you know semi-private, public, private. That if, if people had the opportunity and were invited to go play, that's a different story. But like, where would you recommend, or what are some places you think highly of? around here? Yeah, just in the state, in the in state general. in general. Like if, you know, going mm -hmm. up and down because clearly in New Jersey. There's all different areas. You got yeah. you got to have the sandy dunes in South Jersey. You got the ocean, the rivers. You can have the mountains. Like, there's so much here. Yeah, yeah, it's crazy. And we've, I mean, we're pretty fortunate, and lucky too. We've, we've played a lot of pretty cool places. Mm -hmm. um, I think around here, I mean, I'm always a fan of like the Monmouth County courses. Like, I know being out of county and maybe price for some people, but man, like Charleston has to be one of my favorites. Um, 
I played Battlemore a couple years ago, and man, that was that was different. And I was like, it kind of almost reminded me of like back home. And like I said, it really kind of suited my eye a little bit. Um, yeah, I mean, Siri's always a good time. Um, yeah, there's I haven't played too many say public courses up north. Um, like I said, in the section, we're we're very fortunate to play some really cool places. So that was kind of where I guess my time spent. But um, yeah, like I said, any of the, the both Charleston are just one of the, like I said, I could go there today. And be just happy. Do you have a Do you have a favorite one? Yeah, I was gonna say, what is like if I asked you the, the number one spot, we'd go right now. Oh, I mean, I just meant between Charleston, North and oh, South. Okay. Oh, I was but, all right. I, but we'll all right. yeah, I like Mike's too. Yeah. Okay, uh, between the two, I like North. Yeah, North is definitely. That's what's up. Mike likes the South better. <laughs> I think the South is when I have to ride out to the over the big bridge. Yeah, yeah. The South to me is the harder of the two. I would agree, and and that's kind of that's why I like, like the North. Yeah. <laughs> so to me, it's always like let me just give me the hardest thing and let me just be miserable out there, or let me be like I just shot a career ready. Right. <laughs> so like I I, I can see. That. I, I yeah. like the idea and the and the I like links golf better like the idea of uh, like I don't spin the ball enough so like the idea of letting it kind of hit before and run up like I like that idea right. and I can do that at <laughs> Charleston North I can I can be I can be my go so I've only broken 85 times three are at yes. Charleston North because nice. okay. I just I, whatever it is I love I like that course I yeah. like that link style I like that I know I don't have to hit trees and worry about where the ball went like Sounds it was good yes play with that one golf ball. <laughs> I, I did yeah. <laughs> and then so you know like Obviously, that is one of your favorites. But what would I? What would you say is like number one? You could go there and play public, private, semi-private, whatever the case is. And I'm taking Eagle Ridge out of the options. Mm -hmm. Oh, I should have thought about this before. Um, number yeah, kind one. Of in the spot here. You know, you asked me for some questions. <laughs> but I, I didn't, didn't you know, tell me anything. I didn't, <laughs> said nothing. I said we're just gonna just talk. Oh shoot. Um, gosh, I think. Oh man. Hmm. Uh, where I really like where we could go now. I mean, Hamilton Farm is pretty cool. Um, I got the chance to play Plainfield this year, um, but I think lower at Balstral this year, that was pretty special. So I could go there right now. Yeah, that, that, it's funny you say the lower because when we interviewed Corey Brigham on our first interview, I, we asked him that same question and he had nothing. You know, obviously there's a lot of great tracks and he's a very good player in his own right. And he had mentioned the lower at Balstral. Yeah. Like, he's like, I don't know. Okay. So, so yeah, so the, the other way, we, we like to end that way, and, and there's one other thing, like golfers are pretty um, quirky people by nature, <laughs> mm -hmm. I think. Is there any kind of like quirk or superstition that you have that like when you go out and play, you have to have uh, like a quarter in your pocket, you got to have, you know, a, a, a ball you're playing, a ball in the other pocket, is there like number of tees, like what is there, there kind is. of like, like what's your, <laughs> what's your quirk? Because everyone, because everybody has one. We don't necessarily want to talk about it. It's so funny it. because really he is. asked it and everybody just kind of eyes light up like, yeah, I, yeah. I, I got that. Right. I'm I also a weirdo. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so we're all together. Yeah. Exactly. Uh, I think the big thing, yeah, it's just pocket. I mean, it's routine, obviously. Um, but yeah, what's in the pocket? It's two tees, divot repair. Um, it's kind of a, a bigger ball marker and one that's a flat ball marker. Like a poker chip yep. and a flat one. Yeah. Okay. And what, when do you decide to use either one? Uh, if I'm in someone's way. I think it's as I get closer, it's a small one. Get back, it's a little bit bigger. But yeah, two tees is always. I remember when I was 16, I was in my first first playoff. No, second playoff. Uh, it was for 
last position on, on a team that um, I had to get to and went away, kind of put everything out back in my bag and they're like, all right, we've got to go. All right, first tee, I put, I didn't even need a tee, I don't think, and I just threw two tees in my pocket because it was just there. So got ever since I was, yeah. Made the team? Ago, I did. And then there you go. Yes, so it's so it's done. There you go. <laughs> That's great. So listen, I, I appreciate you inviting us Thank out here and, and to be here and, and to talk to you for, for you know, probably longer than you thought. <laughs> uh, but that's typically how, yeah. how it goes when things are just easy. Um, so I, I want to thank you for having us. And, you know, I, I, can't, I can't say it enough. No, for, for sure. That This is incredible that you allow us to, to come here, interview you, talk to you, and, and kind of pick your brain a little bit and, and tell, uh, tell us a little bit about your story. Um, this is incredible. Yeah, Thank you so much. It. Yeah, and good luck to you guys. And yeah, appreciate it. Thank, Thank you. you.